0: episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host Casper. I'm your other host Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays as always are for podcasts. First of all it feels like we haven't done this in a hundred years because we didn't record last week. Ah so uh, like, this is true. I'm like it's been 84. So um guys first of all huge announcement if you did not see we are on iTunes. Little clap. And Google Podcast, because if you are not aware, Google Play is going away uh, in in about a month or so, I think. They're taking it away, and everything's going to go to YouTube Music, which I'm really pissed about, because uh, you have to pay for that, and I have stuff on Google Play that I have to keep. So, you know. (laughs) You're like, yeah, a little bitter. But anyway. um. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, see, like you're probably like, what could you get on Spotify? Listen. It is the entire Skyrim soundtrack, and Spotify doesn't have it. YouTube does. But I have to pay for YouTube. Yeah, there's a couple things on Spotify that are
1: kind of like... I'm a big Michael uh, McDonald fan, Triple M, if anybody's a Time Suck fan out there. And uh, there's a bunch of uh, Michael McDonald stuff that is not on Spotify, but it's on YouTube. And
0: I'm like, what? Spotify and YouTube must not be on the same wavelength because there's a bunch on like fucking through the trees from Jennifer's body. Is it on Spotify, but you can get it on YouTube on the soundtrack and it's the, it's the best song of the movie, but
1: we've completely derailed. But as you know, that's what we do. So that's what we do
0: here. But yes, iTunes and Google, we are finally on guys. Go on iTunes and leave us a review. We have five already. Fuck yeah. And all our five star ratings. I want to shout out to Captain Dangerous, Miss Kai, for leaving us a review that said, um, I wish I could rate you 100 stars because we love you. And Three Geeks Podcast, Jason, you fucking rule. He left us five stars and said I could listen to these ladies all the time. We love you guys super much. So you guys should go. Actually, we can make that a thing now. If you go and leave us a review, we'll give you a shout out. Because guess what? We can do that now.
1: Yeah, we can actually do that. We Guys, do that. we've hit, like, the trifecta. That's pretty fucking amazing with over 80 episodes. We are on Spotify, Google, and iTunes. Like, that's huge. So any new listeners, hello and welcome and thank you for listening. Um, I do know we have a few new
0: listeners. Because we're probably going to gonna get some new people, and that's fucking amazing. Um, and Twitter. On Twitter, I've had a couple welcome. people that are like... We just started listening to your podcast. We're really enjoying it. Thank you, guys. Like, all of your support means a lot to both of us. Um,
1: yeah, we've got a whole back catalog. So, you know, like we say, we are everything spoopy. We are a little bit of everything. You like true crime, we got it. You like movie reviews, you got it. You like it. paranormal shit, we got it. We got it. It's literally
0: everything. Anyone one of everything. you TikTok viewers out there know that's a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> if you like TikTok. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll start doing... No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, no. Well, I don't know. I maybe, have a TikTok, probably. but I haven't touched it in a few yeah. months. So no.
1: there are a few good videos on there, though. I Some have an Chuckies. Instagram. I go back and forth maybe a couple times a month on a Twitter. I don't know. That still might happen. <laughs>
0: She's thinking about doing the Twitter. Carl's like, please! Uh, <laughs> he really is. Though. I know. I've I actually know. had people ask me. There's been a couple people on Twitter ask me what your Twitter name is because they want to follow you. Eh. And I'm like, she's got an Instagram, but she it ain't might, got Twitter it yet. It might. It might. I don't know. That's interesting. join internal, the horror fam. The horror fam is where the fuck it's at. Battle.
1: That's literally the only good thing <laughs> left on Twitter from what I've heard. The horror fam. <laughs> it's just the horror fam which is fine because that would be the only reason that would literally be the only reason why i need it because horror is life i couldn't get out of my driveway for the first two hours so i decided to stay home and watch wishmaster so there you go horror is life that's what you do you sit at home and you watch horror you got it you got it (laughs) that's what you fucking do Uh, so guys, yeah, thank you. Uh, rate and review and all that great stuff, especially on iTunes and all the new peeps, thanks, and all the reviews, thanks, and five stars. The the one
0: thing that drives me crazy about not having anything Apple is that I literally can't look at our stuff on iTunes unless I'm on my computer now. Because my Android phone, it won't even let me access iTunes. Yeah, no. It's like, no, no. Your phone will blow up. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. (laughs) whatever and it'll let you oh excuse me it'll let you sync up your Apple Music but it won't do anything else like you can't actually go on iTunes and do anything
1: yep they're like no
0: which is fine because I I will never I will never (laughs) it's fine Oh, Apple! But we appreciate the Apple people
1: out there. If you're listening, we just especially the nice lady. Especially the (laughs) nice lady who
0: literally got our podcast on it because of the trouble that I was having. She actually like apologized, and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, Your podcast will be on within 24 hours," and it was. So. Misha or whatever. So that's great. You are awesome. service. Fuck yeah, thank you. I do have to say, Apple does actually have really good customer service. Yep. Every time I've needed anything from them, they I bet. get aggravated with them, but when like I get aggravated with Apple, but then I contact them and they're like done. And I'm like, you guys. That's why
1: they got such I should have just contacted service. you in the
0: first place. So y'all's customer service is fantastic. I'm just I'm just an Android PC all the way, because I was looking into a new laptop for the podcast, and the first laptop that pops up is a MacBook, and I'm like, I mean, it really is actually a really good instrument to use, because of how high-tech it is, but I will not pay the price. (laughs) So, don't got it. No, 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 don't don't got it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're keeping the mood light right now because, listen, y'all, this guy that we're about to touch on tonight is a heavy, 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 heavy one. So it actually disturbed me to the point where I was nauseous. And after watching a documentary and, like, reading about him, I was nauseous and watched YouTube videos for the rest of the night because I was so disturbed. So if you guys don't know and
1: haven't been on our socials, we are talking about uh, Albert fish tonight the gray man uh the werewolf of wisteria the boogeyman the brooklyn vampire the moon maniac all of the various nicknames that he had um i told casper i don't think we've done anyone this sadistic or depraved since carl panzeram um and it's kind of crazy that it's like all around the turn of the century uh that it seems like these people were the most fucked up and sadistic i don't know if it's because everything was kind of more posh and proper back then and just the craziest you could be psychopaths took it to the umpteenth degree i guess and a lot more you were able to get away with and um that is definitely true in the case of this guy um so casper watched a great Well, we're going to be referencing Wikipedia, of course, tonight. Um, And Casper watched a really great documentary that I've watched before um, that was done by uh, John Borowski, who also gave us a a lot of information with his uh, documentary about Carl Panzeram as well. Um, I also, if you guys kind of want a more humorous take on Albert Fish, uh, Dan Cummins is a great comic who does a podcast called Time Suck. Uh, he's on YouTube and um, he's also on all the listening platforms out there. But uh, he does a he does deep dives on not only like serial killers, but other things in history like Egyptian gods, Genghis Khan, a bunch of other things. And they're like two hours long. So they're really good listens. Um, his Albert Fish is, of course, disturbing because this guy is. But since he's a comic, he makes it funny. Um, we aren't. We'll do the best we can to make it lighthearted. But we, of um, course we'll throw in our
0: random funnies here. Oh and yeah, there. for sure.
1: But um I would uh yeah, I would definitely recommend guys, um especially since there's going to be some com- some kind of like sensitive NSFW stuff we're going to discuss. Also some stuff that we're just absolutely not going to read cuz we just don't feel comfortable. Um Dan does read it on there and uh as disturbing as it is, it's pretty hysterical. So, uh yeah, time suck. Just Hail Nimrod, Hail Lucifina. You guys will get it. Um it's a great fucking podcast, honestly. If you guys are horror fans, he also does one with his wife Lindsay called uh, "Scared to Death," which has turned into me and my hubby's favorite, which is kind of great because he's normally not into horror stuff. But I'm, I'm kind of moving him, guys. It took twelve years, but I finally. <laughs> I just have to. I have to find what he likes, and if I find what he likes. I, he comes over to the spoopy side and scared to death podcast did it. And I think it's because they're a husband and wife team. It helps because they're a lot like him and I they're, they're goofy and they make it funny, but some of that stuff gets really fucking scary. And both of us have actually been kind of creeped out. So like we've actually watched it and legitimately gotten creeped,
0: creep the fuck
1: out. Which <laughs> like, not, also even, for not me, even kidding. Shout not out to kidding. Nukes
0: five. Nu- I'm sorry. Nukes top five. Um, If y'all have never watched Nuke's Top 5, it's very hard for me to find ghost videos on YouTube that I genuinely enjoy. Because either they look really fucking fake mm, or, yeah. you know, like this and that. But at Nuke's Top 5, he goes through, he gets things that people send him and he goes through random videos on YouTube and posts them on, on countdowns every single week. And they're about 20 minutes apiece. And he's like, is it real? Is it not? You decide. But I am telling you, some of this motherfucking shit, I'm sitting in my room and my roommate's sitting out in the living room and I will literally go, what the fuck? And she'll run in and she's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, bitch, look at this. And then I'll rewind it and she goes, mm, that might be fake. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm like, some of it, yes. I can say, that, yes, that can be fake. But I'm like, some of this shit... I just watched an alien one last night that got me royally fucked up. So, go watch Nuke's talk fu- Nuke's top 5 on YouTube cuz it's if you guys want like realistic ghost videos, there's one where this guy looks like he has a motherfucking werewolf in his backyard. It is insane. Just just go watch his shit. Yeah, we're just giving you guys
1: ideas. We know some people are still in quarantine or right. some people are maybe still working from home and Maybe you're kind of like, I know me and my hubby were talking about that, like, we started kind of running out of, like, podcasts to listen to, or, like, YouTube stuff to watch, and, like, now we're getting all these new things, so, uh, yeah, check them out, if you, if, especially if you're into, into spoopy stuff, because, hey, we're spoopy over here, we're in the spoopy stuff, so, um, yeah, if you guys just need, like, new stuff to check out, definitely, definitely check them out. But we're going to get into Albert here real quick. Um, I'm just going to do a quick overview before we get into his childhood and early life, which is really fucked up. So he's literally one of these cases, guys, where pretty much from the start, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. I got it. Um, He was born May 19th, 1870, died January 16th, 1936. He was actually born Hamilton Howard Fish, Uh, He once boasted that he had a child in every state, and at one time he stated his number of victims was about 100. Um, So that's really unknown uh, if that statement is truthful or not. Um, And we also don't know if he was referring to rapes or cannibalism, which he actually did both. He was an American serial killer, child rapist, and
0: cannibal. So, yeah, that's fun stuff. I would like to point out Um, the fact that he's also a Taurus. Of course he is. He was a Taurus, Uh, and so was... um... Holmes. Guys.
1: <laughs> well, most of them are actually supposed to be born in the month of November. You've seen that statistically, most serial killers right. are born in the But I'm month
0: just of saying, November. like these two horrific ones that are literally around the same time are my sign. Yeah. Okay. It happens. Okay. Um,
1: he was also <sighs> known by Frank Howard, Thomas Sprague, Robert Hayden, John Pell. I mean, just like Howard, uh or H. H. Holmes, he used various uh Aliases Because it was easy to do back then You could Fucking get away with it Well you didn't have an ID Or they were like Show me your ID Well there was no Social security numbers You really didn't have to It was by word Yeah You know People just took you For what you said He was a suspect In at least five murders During his lifetime He confessed to three That police were actually Able to trace To known homicides He confessed to stabbing At least two other people He was apprehended December 13th of 1934 put on trial for the kidnapping and murder of young Grace Bud. He was convicted and executed by electric chair on January 16th, uh, like I said, 1936. He was 65 by that time. Um, so we'll get into his childhood a uh, little bit here. So again, like I said, he was actually born um, under the name of Howard. Uh, his father he was born in DC. His father was Randall. His mother was Ellen. Uh, His ancestry is English. Scots, Irish uh, was his mother. Um, So I kind of want to point out here two, kind of three things. Uh, His dad was 43 years older than his mother. 43.
0: So he was 75
1: when Albert was born.
0: Listen, that's Which means his mother would have been 32. So his dad would have been pushing 100 when he graduated high school. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) And, you know, it's not like his dad was was rich or something, you know? Like, most people are thinking, because she was 20 when she had her first child by him. And... People would think, you know, oh, was he rich or something? No, Randall was a riverboat ca- captain and a fertilizer manufacturer. When, By the time he died in 1875 of a heart attack, he left his family penniless. This guy did not have any money. Also, um, there really isn't much known about Fish's other siblings, uh, Walter, Annie, and Edwin. And he took the name of Albert after a dead sibling. So, yeah, Uh, I don't know if they just started calling him Albert or he specifically referred to being called Albert. Um, I've heard that he wanted to be called his dead sibling's name because he was given the nickname Ham and Eggs. So, yeah, Uh, I don't know. What was that uh,
0: Dr. Seuss book?
1: Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs
0: and Ham. Yeah. I was like, wasn't there a Dr. (laughs) Seuss-Hammond? Right.
1: So, uh, again, by the time his dad died of a heart attack in 1875, the family was uh, penniless. So Fish's mother sent him to St. John's Orphanage in Washington State, uh, where he was, um, or I'm sorry, still in D.C., my apologies, uh, where he was uh, frequently beaten. Um, He wasn't just beaten. Uh, he was also apparently sexually abused. Now here on Wikipedia, it says that Fish began to enjoy the physical pain that the beatings brought, uh, of his time in the orphanage. He remarked that I was there until I was nearly nine and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things that they should not have done. Um, apparently there was a nun in the orphanage that, uh, by all accounts herself, um, probably was a pedophile uh, and a a sadomasochist, just like Albert Fish became. Um, A sadomasochist is someone who essentially derives sexual pleasure from pain. So um, we're going to get into some crazy shit here with Albert Fish, but just let it be known, the vast, vast I'd say close to 100% of people that do regularly engage in sadomasochism do not take it this far. So let's not paint a picture that because this sick buck did this stuff that that means every single person out there that's a sadomasochist does this because that absolutely is not true. It just, it isn't. And don't know? take
0: the word sadomasochist as a bad thing. People do that, but it's their Thing. Yeah. But just like she said, not a lot of people actually go this far.
1: Yeah, it's it's such a rare case that people ever take sadomasochism to the point of just extreme violence and murder. I mean, that's that's you you hear about it because it can be sensationalized in the news easily, but it is extremely fucking rare. So I just wanted to put that out there because not everybody is like this dude. And obviously you know, uh, from, you know, dad being old and all that's fucked up and, you know, all everything happening to him. There was also, um, a a huge, the other thing I wanted to touch on too, there was a huge history of mental illness in his family. Um, it's also been stated in various, uh, medical, uh, journals that, um, people who have, men specifically who have children later in life, like well into their sixties and seventies, uh, children are more likely to develop mental disorders. I mean, that, that, that is an actual thing. Um, he had an uncle that suffered from mania, uh, which could be anything from manic depression, bipolar disorder. One of his brothers was confined to a state hospital. Uh, he had a sister, uh, who was diagnosed with a mental affliction. Three other relatives were also diagnosed with mental illnesses, and his mother had auditory and visual hallucinations. So his mother could have very well been schizo sounds like there was some schizophrenia in the family as well. Um, on, so all the mental illness, on top of all of the abuse that he suffered when he was at the orphanage, uh, even at the time that he was at the orphanage, it was said that... Um, the boys would engage in a uh he called it a masturbation game now that's never been he's never described exactly what that meant i don't know uh but clearly there was something fucking sexual going on with him and those other boys and again like i mentioned there was a nun that uh used to beat them and uh she would actually make them strip naked. So you could tell maybe something was fucked up with this nun too. So there's just a lot going into Fish's early life that just kind of paints a role as to, yeah, this guy. There's a whole was, lot
0: of something going yeah, on. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of something going on. Um, And it just keeps getting worse. So um, by 1880, Fish's mother uh, had a government job that was able to remove Fish from the orphanage. By the time he was 12, in 1882, he began a homosexual relationship with a telegraph boy. Nothing would be wrong with that, except that this boy introduced Fish to practices such as drinking his own urine and eating his own feces. And I couldn't make that up, guys, if I tried. Um, It's pronounced urologia and coprophagia are the actual medical terms. Um, now, mind you, this comes up later in Fish's trial, and it's tried to use as a defense uh, to his mental affect. And apparently, engaging in those practices doesn't necessarily mean that uh, something is mentally wrong with you. Um, people actually do those as a fetish. If you've ever seen movie Twelve Days, one hundred twenty days of Sodom, is that Salo? Yeah, Salo or something like yeah. that. What was it? anyway uh <laughs> we're like it's a terrible movie um fish, Woo! fish began visiting public baths where he could watch other boys undress and spent a great portion of his weekends on these visits now this kind of reminded me of Dahmer a little bit when you yeah. go to the gay bars and go to the like bathhouses. that's kind of something that starts off no problem with him being gay at all but it's you know this this went far beyond him being gay or queer or anything this went way way far beyond that with him um throughout his life now this was something he literally did throughout his entire life he loved writing very obscene letters to women in classified ads so women that were single typically would take out classified ads looking for handyman or just odd jobs, maybe to babysit or to clean house or something like that. So they would actually put their full address, phone number, everything out there just in the paper. Um, You know, never thought anything of it back in that time. That's just kind of what you did. That's how you found a job. And he would just randomly pick addresses and write women just the craziest Oh my God, I think there was one that Dan read where he was writing to this woman that he was telling her that he had a son that she want, that he wanted her to take care of, but the son was mentally ill and the only way that you could control him was to spank his bare bottom and he was hoping that one day she would do that to him too, like just the letters got crazier and crazier and crazier. It just, it got unreal. And this guy did this a lot and did it pretty much throughout his entire life. Um, he, getting into early adulthood and criminal history, uh, by 1890, he arrived in New York City where he became a prostitute and started raping young boys. By 1898, his mother arranged a marriage for him Uh, by a woman named Anna Mary Hoffman, who was nine years his junior. They had six children, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry Fish. Throughout 1898, Fish worked as a house painter. He continued molesting children, mostly boys younger than six, he later recounted an incident which a male lover took him to a waxwork museum where Fish was fascinated by the bisection of a penis. Of course he was. After that, he became absolutely obsessed with sexual mutilation. By 1903, he was arrested for grand larceny, convicted, and incarcerated at Sing Sing Prison. By 1910, while he was working at Wilmington, Delaware, in Wilmington, Delaware, he met a 19-year-old man by, to- by the name of Thomas Keaton. Now, Thomas Keaton's case is so sad. Um, by all accounts, Thomas Keaton was extremely intellectually disabled, um, very, very low IQ and mental function. So by all accounts, even though he was physically 19, mentally, he was a child and Fish took extreme, uh, advantage of that. And, uh... Fish described it as a relationship. This was definitely not a relationship. He tortured him. He took him to an old farmhouse after uh, get, after forcing him to go with him. And that's where he tortured him for two weeks. Uh, Fish beat him. Um, he stuck needles in his body. Uh, he eventually cut his penis in half. He, um, actually prior to doing that, he, uh, when he would beat him and stick the pins in him, stick, and I mean, all in all parts of his body, you figure that out. He tied him up. He untied him and actually told Keaton to do the exact same thing to him, which Keaton did beat him, stuck needles in him again, literally everywhere. Uh, there's actually an x-ray picture. Now this is real. Uh, there's an x-ray picture where, uh, Fish had nearly two dozen needles embedded into his pelvis and perineum. That's your tank, kids! Uh, so, um, some of them were rusted, which means God only knows how long they had been in there. Uh, once he finished beating Keaton, he covered his body in peroxide, covered him with Vaseline, left a $10 bill, Gave him a kiss and uh, said he took the first train back home and never heard what became of him. I'm pretty sure Keaton died. Um, couldn't never read any reports. Uh, even in Dan's episode of time suck. There was never anything mentioned of whether or not Keaton's body was found, but um, I'm pretty sure once somebody cuts off half your penis,
0: uh, you know, there's a out. major
1: artery there. I don't care how much peroxide and Vaseline they, they wrap on it. You're, you're probably You're bleed dead. Out. Uh so yeah, pretty sure Keaton probably died. Um uh we should also say, too, that uh he never actually fed Keaton except his own feces. This was another practice that he continued with Keaton as well, was the uh feces in the urine. Um and water. That was about it. By 1917, Fish uh his wife had left him. For a handyman named John uh, Straub, who boarded with the Fish family, Uh, Fish then raised his children as a single parent. I don't. Wow. Um, After his arrest, Fish told a newspaper that when his wife left him, she took nearly every every possession that the family owned. By that time, he himself started to develop auditory hallucinations. He one time wrapped himself in a carpet and declared that he was John the Apostle. Oh my gosh! This is definitely no. He declared funny. that he was following the instructions. Oh, following the instructions of John the Apostle. This is definitely so. John schiz- told him schizophrenia to
0: uh, to do this himself in a carpet. This he said, "I want you to become a burrito." You know, because fish burrito. I do love fish. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> Casper dropped
1: her phone. Um. <laughs> It was about this time that fish began to indulge in self-harm again. Like we mentioned the needles, uh, when the x-rays were done, it was actually 29 needles. Uh, he would hit himself with a nail studded paddle. He would insert lighter fluid into a oh, wool doused and lighter fluid into his anus and light it on fire. Um, this is apparently something that he got from back when he was in boarding school, according to reports, everything, by the way, that we know about fish These are things that he wrote himself. Once he was caught, he wrote a very detailed journal about his entire life and everything that he engaged in, every single thing. So these were all, this was all by him, everything that we know. Uh, While he was never thought to have physically attacked or abused children, he did encourage them or their friends to paddle his buttock with the same nail studded paddle that he would abuse himself with. He soon developed a growing obsession with cannibalism, often preparing himself a dinner consisting solely of raw meat and would serve it to his own children. Now, this was one of his children did later say that uh, even his own children he would make paddle him. So
0: there were
1: instances that, like, he... you you could just tell. Like, there were things that obviously were very disturbing that I love he did that it to his says, kids.
0: I love that it but says like, he, he never uh, was thought to have physically abused his children. Oh, that says physically, not emotionally. I was going to say, he oh, definitely very much emotionally, emotionally. Like, these kids were fucked up. <laughs>
1: like, these kids were definitely fucked up, for sure, to be left alone with him in any capacity. Uh, by 1919, Fish had stabbed an intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown, Washington, D.C., he would specifically, so this is, this is, I think this is kind of how you knew that there were obviously some mental defects with Albert Fish, but he wasn't just out and out crazy because he could tell the difference between right and wrong. And he was also very cunning in the vist- victims that he would pick. He specifically chose uh, victims that were either black or mentally handicapped because he knew that explaining, He would explain that he assumed that people would not miss them if they were killed. So he knew that. He knew that. So that means that this was premeditated. That's calculated. He specifically picked victims that he knew that no one would care about. Black victims and uh, mentally handicapped victims. So that right there is disgusting. Uh, he would later came, claim to occasionally pay boys to procure children for him. Fish tortured, mutilated, murdered young children with his implements of hell, he called them. It was a meat cleaver, a butcher knife, and a small handsaw. Because, you know, it's what what you need. Um, On July eleventh, 1924, Fish found eight-year-old Beatrice Keel playing alone on her parents' farm in Staten Island, New York. He offered her money to come and help him look for rhubarb. She was about to leave the farm when her mother chased Fish away. Fish left, but returned later to the Keel's barn, where he tried to sleep but was discovered by Beatrice's father and forced to leave. By 1924, Fish was 54 years old. His psychosis had just gotten completely out of control. And by this time, not just John the Apostle, but he felt that God was commanding him now to torture and sexually mutilate children. Shortly before his abduction of Grace Budd, Fish attempted to test his implements of hell on a child that he had been molesting named Cyril Quinn. Quinn and his friend were playing box ball on a sidewalk when Fish asked them if they had eaten lunch. When they said no they had not, he invited them into his apartment for sandwiches. While the two boys were wrestling on Fish's bed, they dislodged the mattress, found his implements of hell, became frightened, and ran out of the apartment. Good boys. So fast. Uh, Fish also, um, if this couldn't get any fucking worse, he was a bigamist. He remarried on February 6, 1930, in Waterloo, New York, to Estella Wilcox, but divorced her only after one week. He was arrested in May of 1930 for sending an obscene letter, again, like I said, he did this a lot, an obscene letter to a woman who answered an advertisement for a maid. Following that arrest and one in 1931, he was sent to Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital for observation. Um, So before we get into details about the murder of Grace Budd, which is the one that... uh, Fish is more prominently known for. We're going to get into some other crimes that happened prior to his arrest, and these were actually ones that were done uh, prior to the uh, murder of Grace Budd. Did,
0: did would you, you? I was going to say, would yeah. you like me to yeah, you can take over for a little bit so okay. you can rest your, rest your beautiful Ma- Maybe. Voice. Your beautiful, beautiful Take voice. a little sip of tea. Take a sip of tea. Take a sip of that lemon tea. <laughs> <laughs> During the, So this one is about Francis McDonald, during the night of July 14th, 1924, nine-year-old Francis McDonald was reported missing by his parents. He failed to return home after playing catch with his friends in the Port Richmond neighborhood of Staten Island. A search was organized and his body was found hanging by a tree in a wooded area near his home. Excuse me. He had been sexually assaulted strangled with, and strangled with suspend, his suspenders. According to an autopsy, he had also suffered extensive lacerations to his legs and abdomen and his left hamstring had almost been entirely stripped of its flesh. Fish refused to claim responsibility for this, although he later stated that he intended to castrate the boy, but fled when he heard someone approaching the area. McDonald's friends told the police that he was taken by an elderly man with a gray mustache. A neighbor also told the police he observed the boy with a similar-looking man walking along a grassy path into the nearby woods. Frances's mother, Anna McDonald, said she saw the same man earlier that day. She told the reporters he came shuffling down the street, mumbling to himself and making queer motions with his hands. I saw his thick gray hair and drooping gray mustache. Everything about him seemed faded and gray. The description resulted in the mysterious stranger becoming known as the Gray Man. The McDonald murder remained unsolved until the murder of Grace Budd, when several eyewitnesses among them, the Satin Island farmer, Hans Keel positively identified Albert Fish as the odd stranger sitting around Port Richmond on the day of McDonald's appearance. disappearance. Richard County District Attorney Thomas Walsh announced his intention to seek an indictment against Fish for the boy's murder. At first, Fish denied the charges. It was only in March of 1935, after the conclusion of his trial for the Bud murder and his confession to the killing of Billy Gaffney, which we will get to, that Fish confirmed to investigators he also raped and murdered McDonald. McDonald. I keep saying McDonald. I'm sorry. When the McDonald confession was made public, the New York Daily Mirror wrote that the disclosure solidified Fish's reputation as the most vicious child slayer in criminal history. So this next one that they were had referred to, Billy Gaffney, on February 11th, 1927, three... Oh, God. It's just, it's hard to read, like, how young these f-
1: children are, too. And remember, guys, he did this to close to 100 kids by his report. So, I mean, these were young, young, young children.
0: So Like most yeah. of, like you had said before, under six. Yeah. It's a special place in hell for him. Yep. Three-year-old Billy Beaton and his 12-year-old brother were playing in an apartment hallway in Brooklyn with four-year-old Billy Gaffney. When the 12-year-old left for his apartment, both younger boys disappeared. Beaton was found later on the roof of the apartments. When asked what happened to Gaffney, Beaton said the boogeyman took him. Gaffney's body was never recovered. Initially, serial killer Peter... Kudzinowski. That's a very Polish last name. <laughs> Kudzinowski, Is it Kudzinowski, or Kudzinowski? Kudzinowski? something like that. Was a suspect in the boy's murder. Then Joseph Meehan, a motorman on a Brooklyn trolley, saw a picture of fish in a newspaper and identified him as the old man whom he saw February 11th, 1927. The old man had been trying to quiet a little boy sitting with him on the trolley. The boy was not wearing a jacket, was crying for his mother, and was dragged by the man on and off the trolley. B's description of the boogeyman matched Fish. Police matched the description of the child to Gaffney. Detectives of the Manhattan Missing Persons Bureau were able to establish that Fish was employed as a house painter by a Brooklyn real estate company during February 1927. And on the day of his Gaffney's appearance... Th- Gaffney's disappearance. He was working at a location a few miles away from where the boy was abducted. There's a letter here that he talks about what he did to that little boy. And I'm not reading it because, number one, it could be very triggering to some people. And number two, it's probably going to be one of the most disgusting things you'll ever read in your yeah, life. Yeah, he went into great,
1: great I'm not talking detail. like
0: detail. I'm talking like... Do you know do you guys remember you guys might remember uh the BTK killer when he goes into slight detail about stuff. This is this is like too it's just it's disgusting how he describes this. It's yeah. not even like it's hard to even describe in words how he talks about this. And this was a four year old little boy. So yeah. yeah. Um it's on uh it's Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. Both guys... of the letters are, so Wanna um, wanna go ahead and read it. Um so Gaffney's mother, Elizabeth, visited Fish and Sing Sing, accompanied by De- a detective King and two other men. She wanted to ask him about her son's death, but Fish refused to speak to her. He began to weep and asked to be left alone. After two hours of asking him questions through his lawyer, James Dempsey, Miss Gaffney gave up. She was still unconvinced Fish was her son's killer. Don't know why she would be, because this letter is very, 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 very detailed. It's pretty detailed. Um, you know,
1: that very well just could have been, uh, denial. I think by that time, you've lost a child, uh... Right. That could have very well been denial. Um, I can take over and read Grace Budd if you want to read the trial and execution. That's fine. Um... So here we get into the most famous case that he was known for just as disturbing. Um, but we, if the absolute hero of this tale is the incredible police work that was done meticulously for six years in trying to find Albert fish. Um, that that's really the only highlight of this story. If it wasn't for this cop, who who knows if he ever would have would have he he could have just kept doing this i mean he was into his 60s and he just could have kept doing this on may 25th 1928 fishaw classified ad in the sunday edition of the new york world that read young man 18 wishes position in the country edward budd 406 west 15th street young man here's up thank you not with ed not with albert fish <laughs> um on May 28th, Fish, by this time 58, like we said, he just would have kept doing this, visited the Bud family in Manhattan under the pretense of hiring Edward. He later confessed that he had planned to tie Edward up, mutilate, leave him to bleed to death. Fish introduced himself as Frank Howard, one of his many aliases, a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. He promised to hire Bud and his friend Willie and said he would send for them in a few days. He failed to show up, but sent a telegram to the family apologizing and set a later date. When Fish returned, he met Edward's younger sister, Grace. He apparently changed his intended victim from Edward to Grace and quickly made up a story about having to attend a niece's birthday party. Now, by all accounts, it's because he figured it would just be a lot easier for him to attack and kill Grace rather than trying to take Edward and Willie at the same time. Uh, he, had, he at least realized by this time that he was getting older, maybe a tad bit weaker, uh, which is even more gross, that he would pick a younger, more innocent victim because he knew he could... he.
0: Could overpower her. Could
1: overpower her, yeah. So that just makes him even more disgusting. Uh, he, again, like I said, changed uh, his intended victim, made up a story about a niece's birthday party. Uh, the parents were convinced. People were so trusting back then. Jesus Christ. Uh, Delia Flanagan and Albert the I agreed to let Grace accompany him to the party that evening. The elder Albert Bud was a porter for the U.S. Equitable Life assurance society grace had a younger sister beatrice two older brothers edward and george and a younger brother albert bud ii grace left with fish that day and never returned the police arrested 66 year old superintendent charles pope on september 5th 1930 as a suspect in grace's disappearance accused by pope's estranged wife of course Uh, this poor man spent 108 days in jail between his arrest and trial on December 22nd, 1930, and was ultimately found not guilty. God, I hope he sued the fuck out of them. Good Jesus, this poor guy. Um, Just because his wife hated him. Right, let's just go off this oh lady's word who clearly
0: hates her estranged she husband. clearly
1: hates her husband <laughs> and would do anything...
0: Uh, Also, it should be
1: said that uh, Mrs. Bud was so overcome with grief that for years she misidentified a lot of people. They would do lineups and she would say, oh, it was him. Oh, it was him. Oh, it was him. And it just clearly wasn't them. She just. Yeah, this poor woman just could not. And she was somewhat illiterate, too. So that made it all
0: the more sad. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, how on earth could you let your kid go with this random man? It's. The early 1900s, this shit wasn't really known yet. You trusted people. you trusted people by their word. You trusted people. Serial killers weren't really a thing. I mean, they were, but they weren't. It wasn't like it was on the TV every day where you would see like, oh, well, there's a serial killer on the loose. Okay, I mean, you would get child newspapers. molesters weren't a
1: thing, right? Um, rape, no. you know, you know, you just that that kind of thing. You just you know, you knew there were creepy people, but that was never something you just trusted people. Were. People left their doors. There wasn't a they reason. There wasn't a reason I to mean, not trust people back during a time like this, especially someone like Albert fish. Like, God guys, if you've seen pictures of him, he literally looks like somebody's lowly old grandpa. I mean, he actually looks a little, he creepy actually, though. I think he looks creepy as fuck, but <laughs> I could see how he could make himself pass for some, you know, just, just, kind old man that has some nieces or nephews and, you know, just wants to take your kid to a birthday party. Uh, Fuck no for me, but I I don't know. I mean, this is, this is around a time where on, like Casper said, people left their doors unlocked. Like you had no reason not to trust someone. Um, Also, you know, he, he played the part guys too. He was very smart. He was very articulate. He always made sure he was in a nice suit, clean shoes, pocket watch, you know, presented himself to look as if he had a lot of money and that he was well to do and did not give people a reason to uh you know distrust him actually on the second i'm, I'm remembering now on the second time so he sent the telegraph saying he couldn't make it because he was kind of trying to get everything ready so when he came back he uh this is another thing he his lie because he said the party was going to be at this farmhouse that he owned again he said he lived in this big farmhouse And he stops before he gets to their house and buys cheese and strawberries, comes to their house and said these were cheese and strawberries from his farm. So that's, that's how good he was. That's how good he was. Like he, he knew what he was doing, like unwrapped him real quick, threw him in a basket and says, oh, these are from my cows and my strawberry fields and my farm. Like he, this guy knew what the fuck he was doing.
0: This sure looks like store-bought cheese and
1: strawberries to me. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Because illiterate people would know that. They would have, you know. To them, he presented himself like he had money, so they had no reason not to trust him and think like, oh, maybe we could get in his good graces, start working for him. Grace could become friends with his family. You know, whatever. When you're poor, you're trusting, there you go. It just, it's, it's what happened back then. Um... So, by 1930, so, mind you, this was 1928. Uh, Grace has been missing now for, let's see, four, five, six years, six years. November of 1934, an anonymous letter is sent to Grace's parents, which ultimately led to the police finding Fish. Now, mind you, what did it was when Pope was arrested, this led to Fish seeing it in the newspaper and basically did kind of what BTK did, what a lot of these killers did. God damn it, he wanted credit. So he decides to write this letter uh, to Mrs. Bud. Uh, her son intercepted it, thank God, because she was illiterate. And he, of course, refused to read it to her. Again, I am not reading this letter, guys. If you want to read it, you can read it on Wikipedia. Or you can listen to Dan Cummins' Time Stuck where he reads the entire thing. I'm not reading it.
0: What's Um, really fucked up is the very first line of it says, My dear Mrs. Bud. Yes. And it goes on to go in grave detail about what he did to her little girl. He
1: mentions something. Now, there is something I do want to say. There's a story that he tells where... uh, police investigated the letter uh there's a story that he tells that was never able to be verified um the part of the letter that did concern the murder of grace however was found to be accurate in his description of her kidnapping and subsequent events although it was impossible to confirm whether or not fish had actually eaten parts of grace's body so he essentially killed her and ate her uh to put it smallly but apparently did not molest her according to him but there's an early part in his story he probably
0: didn't molest her because it was a girl
1: that too there's an early part in his story where he talks about in 1895 about this steamboat captain named john davis who sailed from san francisco to hong kong uh that so and this actually really was a thing during this part of china where there was a great famine so unfortunately it was not frowned upon to engage in cannibalism to survive. Now, it wasn't something to the degree that uh Fish described in this letter where children as young as 12 under 12 were just sold off to the butcher block to be cut up. Um uh, no boy or girl under 14 was safe on the street. Now, this part was was not true. Um, but there was a great famine during that time. So most meat that was sold that was said was stew meat or steak chops was usually human me. Um now understand now, like we've
0: had this discussion before. And
1: this has happened in other great famines too. This is nothing new. This
0: is something when you that's have been to survive. Cut off my damn arm and eat it. Like that's the you know, cauterize it and cut off my arm if we need to if we need to survive. Your your survival mode kicks, kicks in. Your
1: body literally goes into starvation mode. That's that a is difference an actual in
0: thing. Surviving and doing it because you want to.
1: Your body's starving. You have to have proteins. <laughs> I need meat, damn it. You have to. You have to have proteins. Give me some of those fingers. <laughs> so again um, <laughs> that face. You were like really... phalanges are probably not your best bet. Uh, I'm Got not some barbecue finger. sauce. I'm not eating fingers. your I'm not eating your fingers. I'm getting them
0: thighs. Um, oh, yes.
1: I'm getting them thighs. <laughs>
0: Honestly, uh, all I'm picturing is chicken thighs. Right? And I'm thinking about chicken, which is and really, really ooh, chicken.
1: fucking good. Chicken is so Um. <laughs> apparently, we taste like pork. So, uh, I mean, I like pork. I'm not gonna get into that. But. Uh, <laughs> I digress. The story about Captain John Davis was never corroborated. I'm sure Fish just fucking made that up. I don't even know why. It's literally like he had to go into this whole story almost like making an excuse for why it was okay for him to eat children's Flesh, like, why did you have to make up this whole fucking thing about this steamboat captain in 1894 that ate kids in China? I don't fucking know. It was so ridiculous. Um, but he did it because there. he's
0: literally trying to justify it himself. Sounded That's like why it. he's doing it. Or
1: this was a part of his psychosis. I don't know. Possibly. I d- I don't know. I if if he was this guy, if he knew this guy, if he made up this guy, I don't even know what the fuck this has to do with anything. But there's a whole fucking part about Grace I am absolutely not going to read. But if you guys want to read it, you go right on ahead. But essentially, long story short, he killed her and ate her. There you go. Um, so he was captured, again, like we said, from some incredible police work. Uh, William King, um, I believe he was the cop, wasn't he? I think he was the one that ultimately yes. went into like the... the real
0: he went into x games mode yeah
1: this guy like (laughs) did absolutely did not at all give up he was the chief investigator on this case yeah william king this guy is literally unsung hero of this entire story um just worked on it for six years straight until he was gonna fucking catch him so this is what this is what ultimately gave fish away this is this is how we know we have good uh detective work here the letter was delivered on an envelope that had a small hexagonal Emblem that read NYPCBA, which stands for New York Private Chauffeur Chauffeur Benevolent Association. Now, mind you, Fish wasn't, but obviously he found the stationery. A janitor at the company told police that he had taken the stationery home, left it at a rooming house, though, at 200 East 52nd Street when he moved out. Landlady of the rooming house said that Fish checked into that exact same room a few days later. So he used the same stationery. She said that Fish's son sent him money and asked her to hold the check for him. So he would always have uh, mail sent there, specifically money that his kids would send him. He would always have it sent to the same exact boarding house. So William King literally for years rented that exact same room and waited and waited and waited for King, and then finally one day, Fish showed up to pick up his mail, uh, King actually apparently wasn't there, the landlady called him and did everything she could to stall Fish, finally King made it there, uh, he, he got him, um, and then he actually tried to attack King, he brandished a razor blade, but, uh, King, of course, swiftly disarmed him and took him to police headquarters, you know, Because Fish, by this time, was brittle and feeble and old and, of course, had no problems attacking a child, but uh, was no match for uh, Investigator King. So this guy is amazing. Uh, Fish made no attempt to deny the murder of Grace Budd, saying that he meant to go to the house to kill Grace's brother, Edward. Fish, uh, again, stated that he never entered, never, ever entered his head to rape her. Uh, But he did later admit to his attorney that he had involuntary ejaculations when he killed her. Because... Yeah. Um, This information was used in trial to claim that the kidnapping was sexually motivated in order to avoid any mention of cannibalism. So, yeah, it was easier to say that he was turned on by killing her than rather saying that he ate her. Okay. Because...
0: Yeah, makes total sense. Uh, anyway, if you want to go ahead, we've become that meme of that woman with the uh, yeah, yeah, the um, equations. Yeah, we're like. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sounds about right. Adds up. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. Albert Fish's trial for the murder of Grace Budd began on March 11th, 1935, in White Plains, New York. Frederick P. Close presided as judge, and Westchester County Chief Assistant District Attorney Albert. What. Attorney Albert F. Gallagher was prosecuting attorney. Fish's defense counsel was James Dempsey. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of Patrick Dempsey. When I read James right. Dempsey. A former prosecutor and the one time mayor of Peekskill, New York. The trial lasted for 10 days. If a trial like that happened today, it'd be 10 years. Fish pleaded insanity and, oh, claimed, he to, did. <laughs> and claimed to have heard voices from God telling him to kill children. Several several psychiatrists testified about Fish's sexual fantasies, which included sadism, masochism, flagellation, exhibitionism, voyeurism, pickerism, cannibalism, chorophagia. Coprophagia. Okay, I was like, I said that so (laughs) wrong. I missed the first P. That's the eating shit. Literally?
1: It's literally eating shit.
0: (laughs) I'm so sorry. You're like eating shit, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. I was like, were you foot clamped, or do you need to sneeze? (laughs) It was Uh, was both, both.
0: Got it. Urophilia, hematolagnia. Got it. (laughs) Pedophilia, necrophilia, and infibulation. I that know why you wanted me. Dude. I wanted I know why you wanted me to read this section.
1: Yeah, because I gave you all the hard words.
0: I'm like, I've made some of
1: isms. Mean, A bunch I of il- Ilias and Isms. I did not mean to do that. Um, just in case most of you guys don't know what any of those mean. Fact, flagellation is literally flagellating, beating yourself, exhibitionism, voyeurism, it's exactly what it means, showing things off, spying on people. Uh Pickerism is actually just if if you guys have heard of those like, what was that show? My Weird Appetite or something. People that- Okay. Uh, So does anybody remember that show? I think it's called like My Weird Appetite or something like that. Uh, But anyway, it's uh, pickerism is when people just eat. Are you talking abnormal. about My Strange Addiction? That's it. But remember they had ones on there where people were eating like couch Mattresses. cushions and stuff, stuff like that. So that's basically what it is.
0: That's not okay. Don't do that. Yeah. No, definitely don't do that.
1: Um um yeah and then uh infibulation is actually uh sexual mutilation so when he cut half the guy's penis off um and then the uh hematolite whoa yeah that fucking word um that's an obsession with blood so there you go just in
0: case most of you guys didn't know what the hell any of that stuff was uh, Dempsey, in his summation, noticed that Fish was a psychiatric phenomenon and that nowhere in legal or medical records was there another individual who possessed so many sexual abnormalities. abnormalities. Well, he got it from somewhere. Like we said, there was, when he was 12,
1: that boys showed him that stuff. So it's it's not like this kind of stuff was out of the norm, but obviously it wasn't known until someone was placed in prison or
0: a psychiatric facility. So. Oh, what did I do that for? Okay. The defense chief expert witness was Frederick Wortham, a psychiatrist with an emphasis on child development who conducted psychiatric examinations for the New York criminal courts. During two days of testimony, Wortham explained fish's obsession with religion and specifically his preoccupation with the biblical story of Abraham and Isaac. Wortham said that fish believed that similarly sacrificing a boy would be penance for his own sins. And that even if the act itself was wrong, angels would prevent it. If God didn't approve. Now y'all probably don't really know the story of Abraham and Isaac, unless you nothing to do with that. But uh... no, um, what he's saying is basically like there's, there is a story in the Bible where Abraham, God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. And right before Abraham did it, God stopped him because he was testing his faith. Uh, but he stopped him. Isaac was his son. Yeah. So that's also a
1: difference. Fish never tried to sacrifice any of his own children. And also,
0: it was, God stopped it before it happened. So uh, he attempted the sacrifice once before, but was thwarted when a car drove by. Heaven forbid. Edward Budd was the next intended victim, but he turned out to be larger than expected, so he settled on Grace. Just like I mentioned. Al- Although he knew Grace was female, which is how what I said, it is believed that Feast... Feast? Yikes. Fish perceived her as a boy. Wortham then detailed Fish's cannibalism, which in his mind he associated with communion. No. No. You know, I
1: have heard other, uh, like, uh... Psychotic serial killers mention that though, yeah, that they'll they equate it to
0: to a form of communion. Uh, communion. Yeah, it's not it. No. The last question Dempsey asked Wortham was fifteen thousand words long, detailed Fish's life, and ended with asking how the doctor considered his mental condition based on his life. Wortham simply answered, "He is insane." Gallagher cross-examined Wortham on whether Fish knew the difference between right and wrong. He responded that he knew, but it was a perverted knowledge based on his opinions of sin, atonement, and religion, and thus was an insane knowledge. The defense called two more psychiatrists to support Wortham's findings. The first of four rebuttal witnesses was Minas Gregory, the former manager of the Bellevue Psychiatric Hospital, where Fish was treated during 1930. He testified that Fish was abnormal but sane. Under cross-examination, Dempsey asked if coprophilia, urophilia, and pedophilia. Thank you. It's that first one. I
1: don't know (laughs) why I don't
0: want to put that first P in there. I'm like, it's not there. Uh, indicated a sane or insane person. Gregory replied that such a person was not mentally sick and that these were common perversions that were socially perfectly. All right. And that fish was no different from millions of other people. Yeah,
1: they are considered as disgusting and, and insane as they would be to, to most people. They're, they're seriously considered fetishes, essentially. They're considered right. sexual fetishes.
0: Some very prominent and successful. Some very prominent and successful who suffered from the very same perversions. The next witness was President. President. Resident physician at the tombs, Perry Lichtenstein. Lord. Dempsey objected to a doctor with no training in psychiatric. Are you going to be okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> Okay. Psychiatry testifying on the issue of sanity. But Justice Close over What? But Justice Close <laughs> I'm so sorry. Overruled. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm my brain right now. I cannot. We're going to start that sentence over, actually, because y'all are probably like, what? Like, <laughs> I just got lost. Okay. <laughs> Dempsey objected to a doctor with no training and psychiatry testifying on the issue of sanity but justice close overruled on the basis that the jury could decide that weight what weight to give a prison doctor
1: yeah so essentially uh lichtenstein was the uh prison physician he was not a psychiatrist so the judge allowed him to testify but the justice thought you know, obviously thought that was ridiculous because, you know, how can how can someone who doesn't have a degree in psychiatry mm-hmm. make a judgment on Psych. fish's mental state? But right.
0: yeah, so so when asked whether fish is causing himself pain, indicated a mental condition, Lichtenstein replied that is not masochism, as he was only punishing himself to get sexual gratification. The next witness, Charles Lambert, testified that coprophilia was a common practice, and that religious cannibalism may be psychopathic, but was a matter of taste, and not evidence of a psychosis. The last witness, James Vavasour, repeated Lambert's opinion. Another defense witness was Mary Nicholas Fish's 17-year-old stepdaughter, she described how Fish taught her and her brothers and sisters several games involving overtones of masochism and child molestation. I would say that was probably the spankings, probably. None of the jurors doubted that Fish was insane, but ultimately as one later explained, they felt he should be executed anyway.
1: Yes, good Jesus yes. Like he's got to go. That's how I felt. I I think by the time this jury literally heard everything from shit eating to piss drinking, To cannibalism, to eight-year-olds, dude, to fucking, like, these letters. This jury was like, okay, we literally don't give a fuck if this creepy old fuck is crazy or not. He just has to die. He's got to go. He has to die. Because he was never going to stop doing this. Like, let's just get one thing clear. He was never going to stop doing this until he got caught. Or until he I just mean, that, got literally old and feeble enough to just not do it anymore, but he was going to find one way or another to continue to do this. He just yep. wasn't
0: going to stop. So yeah, thank God for this fucking jury. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> they found him to be sane and guilty, and the judge ordered the death sentence. Fish arrived at prison in <clears throat> in March of 1935 and was executed on January 16th of 1936 in the electric chair at Sing Sing. He entered the chamber at 11.06 p.m., was pronounced dead three minutes later. He was buried in the Sing Sing Prison Cemetery. Fish is said to have helped the executioner position the electrodes on his body. His last words were reportedly, I don't even know why I'm here. According to one witness present, it took two jolts before he died, creating the rumor that the apparatus was short-circulated by the needles that he had inserted into his body. That's not true. These rumors were later regarded as untrue, as Fish reportedly died in the same fashion and same time frame as others in the electric chair.
1: Yeah, apparently people said that uh, there were reports that he was looking forward to dying uh that he would actually be into it in some way like feeling his own death but that absolutely was not true uh like his last words I don't even know why I'm here he was he was actually pretty terrified he was given a last meal I don't remember what it was but he didn't eat it at all um he just was terrified he did not want to die I think he just I think he honestly thought he was just going to continue this depravity for the rest of his life I, I don't think he thought it was going to get to this point
0: At a meeting with reporters after the execution, Fish's lawyer, James Dempsey, revealed that he was in possession of his client's final statement. This amounted to several pages of handwritten notes that Fish apparently penned in the hours just prior to his death. When pressed by the assembled journalist to reveal the document's contents, Dempsey refused, stating, I will never show it to anyone. It was the most most filthy string of obscenities I have ever read. I bet. Just reading the letters that were revealed. His poor fucking... Right here. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, again, guys,
1: real quick, just to acknowledge the victims, because, uh, again, out of respect, even no matter how long ago this was, these were children. Um, now, if you guys don't remember, there were f- five suspected victims. Emma Richardson on October 3rd of 1926. He was five. Yetta Abramovitz in 1927, who was 12, Robin Jane Lee, Liu, who was 6, May 2nd of 1931, Mary Ellen O'Connor, February 15th, 1932, who was 16, and December 15th of that same year, 17-year-old Benjamin Collings. Uh, now confirmed um, were Francis McDonald, who was 8 years old, on July 15th of 1924, poor little 4-year-old Billy Gaffney, who was uh, killed on February 11, 1927, and Grace Budd at the age of 10 on June 3rd, 1928. Um, I and feel of like Mary... there were countless other victims of molestation by him. It was hundreds,
0: hundreds, hundreds. I we feel we like Mary Ellen and Benjamin, 16 and 17, would be too old for him. But uh, who knows?
1: They definitely weren't adults, so No. Uh, so apparently, in two thousand and seven, there was a biographical film made about Albert Fish's life called *The Gray Man*. I have never seen it nor heard of it. Um, and again, as we mentioned, the documentary film by John Borowski came out in two thousand and seven, and it's simply titled *Albert Fish*. If you guys are interested in all in watching, it, it is on Amazon Prime. Again, it is disturbing. Um, I've seen it. Casper recently saw it. It's disturbing. Uh, Like we said, if you want something more lighthearted, maybe watch The Time Suck. But uh, again, we did not want to get into the letters here. Um, These were children, guys, just out of respect, and they're absolutely disgusting. And like we said, if it wasn't enough to hear about this guy eating his own shit, I don't really know much more you you needed from that. I don't think anybody wanted to hear a descriptive detail of how he murdered and ate kids so um use your imagination on that one or not i wouldn't um so yeah that's it um we should mention that the one murderer that was suspected uh that peter um kuznowski he was a serial killer uh who had three known victims uh a 20 year old a five-year-old and a seven-year-old he went to trial and uh was put to death on December 21st, 1929. Um, he was executed in the electric chair in New Jersey in Trenton State Prison. So uh he was just another child murderer around that time. If that name didn't ring a bell, I just wanted to mention it. Um so yeah, guys, that was Albert Fish. Uh This is one that I really wanted to do because a lot of people aren't familiar with it. I wasn't. Some are. Casper knew nothing about it. And I feel like we had done all of the ones that were the most well-known. Also, this guy was extremely fucked up for the time. And uh, it's just one that I thought really needed to be heard. Because seriously, when you look at the guy, he... You know, I don't know. You don't you don't know what you expect when you hear the depraved things that some of these people do. You don't really, you don't really know what they're gonna look like. I mean, they Jeffrey Dahmer. Like Jeffrey Dahmer neighbor. literally looked like anybody. Uh, Albert Fish looks like somebody's grandpa. I mean, BTK. <sighs> lived, fucking Bundy. BTK lived in suburbs. Like these people are so unassuming. So it's kind of one of these things, like. When you hear what they do, you can't really say, oh, well, they don't look like what I thought. Well, what, what would you think they would look right? like? I mean, you don't, you really don't know. Like, are you, you really picturing really a meth head? Like, missing You really teeth, teeth, don't know. Sunken eyes? They're gonna look, they're gonna look like normal people. All the more unassuming that they can be, the
0: more they get away with it. According to statistics, you walk past eight serial killers in your lifetime. Shh. Just kidding. Um, according to statistics, your best friend...
1: <laughs> totally kidding. Is that um, why you
0: wouldn't answer me the other night? Totally God damn kidding. it, were you... <sighs> why didn't you ask for help?
1: You know, I had things to do. So guys, yeah. That's about enough of that. I've that had about mean, enough of that. And that sick shit. And all that stuff. But yeah, we definitely wanted to bring that to you guys because that was one that I don't think most people know. We need to do Ed Gain. It was such a fucked up story. Yeah, um, at some point we are going to do Ed Gain because I feel like he's really well known, but not many people do podcast episodes about well, him. Well, he's not he's a not really serial a serial killer. killer though, but like just as equally as an extremely fucked up story and- Very interesting case. We honestly wouldn't have any of the iconic horror films that we would today. Psycho wouldn't exist. There's so many different things that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Ed Gain case, so. uh He's not our serial killer next month, but he he's gonna be- He's gonna be coming up here sometime soon.
0: He gonna be- Oh, oh Lord, he's coming. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, guys, I know I had posted that we had a surprise for next week. Uh, We have a big surprise for next week. It's pretty fucking huge, guys. Um, If you haven't heard of Host, you're probably living under a rock. (laughs) Um, Host has become, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the best horror movie of the year so far. Um, It is fucking fantastic. If you don't have Shudder, get it. Watch Host. It's literally 56 minutes long. It's perfection. It's scary. It's great. Um, I don't even... It's amazing. Anyway, so we got the chance uh, to interview Jed Shepard, who was one of the producers and writers of Host. And as we were getting ready to interview him, he surprised us and grabbed Haley Bishop from the, the movie, who was... The girl, one of the main characters, she was the one who started the. Haley plays Haley. Yeah, (laughs) Haley (laughs) plays Haley. Plays Haley. So there you go. But she's the one who essentially starts the seance. Yeah, she's kind of. And we got to interview them, and we did it on a Zoom call, and they recorded it. So we will be releasing the the we will be releasing the episode audibly and we will also be releasing the video of the episode, but I can only figure out how to release it on Facebook because it's long. Um, but I, I honestly am going to post, I figured out that I can post links to Twitter through Facebook. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the Facebook link onto Twitter. And even if you don't have a Facebook, it should let you watch it. Cause I know, I send my friends Facebook links. They don't have Facebooks, and they can still watch the
1: videos. Yeah, you can. I've been able to watch. So, I've been able to watch a ton of videos on Facebook, and I
0: don't have a Facebook page, never have. So it shouldn't it's a, be. An Facebook issue. is a dumpster fire. So I know a lot of people don't have Facebook right now. I do mostly because I keep in contact with certain people on there. But um, I can't figure out a way to do it on Twitter. And I've googled it, and apparently Twitter only lets you upload up to ten minutes if you figure out a way to do it. So, well, Twitter. Oh, Twitter, good with the times. Um, but I get it because Twitter is basically the short end of what Facebook is. So, I'm going to post it to Facebook and I'm going to share the link on Twitter so everyone can see the video because it's kind of, it's going to fuck with you because of a certain background on one of them. So, it's pretty great. Well, Um, it's just going to
1: fuck with you. The whole concept of the movie is Zoom and we we were on on a Zoom. Zoom
0: call. Um, Guys, I am really
1: proud of this interview. It was incredible. I couldn't even believe it myself. Uh, I'm still shook it happened. This is seriously the top. I mean, this, if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen Host yet, like, it's unreal. It's it's the most popular, most talked about, most amazing horror film of 2020. It's Literally the horror film that everybody needed right now. I I think I told him that that like we needed this film. I just hope you know how bad we you sound
0: this. like you sound like the Dark Knight. It's he's not the hero that we need right he's, now. He's but it. he's the one we deserve. <laughs> like, but he's the one we deserve, and it was.
1: Host was the hero that we deserved in 2020 <laughs> Host for the was fucking something. horror fans. We deserved it.
0: It was great. Um,
1: so it was a great interview. We cannot wait for you guys to check it out. Right. And by all means, um, there's gonna be a shit ton of spoilers. So if you guys haven't seen Host
0: yet, just yeah. fucking
1: get Shutter. If you're a horror fan and you don't have Shutter by now, like, what are you doing with it's your life? It's six
0: dollars a month, like, what's y'all? you What should do
1: with what life? like? You know what I'm nothing. saying? Like, it's not that big of a deal. So watch Host. Cut out one out to eat meal. In one month, and you have shudder. (laughs) If you're really struggling that hard, get the 30 day free trial and just fucking watch host. That's not a thing anymore. There's no free trials. It's a week. Well, actually, it's a week. Oh, well, they get seven days, I think. Get seven days free and watch host. There you go. That's it. That's all you gotta do. (laughs) At least, at the very least, I know some people out there are struggling right now. Maybe you can't do six bucks a month. Just get the free it week, it week
0: and freaking watch. And if you it. want it for longer, make up another email. How no?
1: <laughs> just keep making up emails till you can get a whole month's worth. You know?
0: I have 52 emails. <laughs> 52 weeks of the year. I have 52 emails.
1: Hey, you know what? We may have just broken the matrix. We might have just actually <laughs> might have just somebody might actually do that. I've, I have, like, seven know. or eight emails. Some oh of them I don't God, remember. No. I used to, and I like can't, and no.
0: Just no. Just no. All right, guys, so, a word from our small-sayer. Calm your bunny down. Ding. I was like, is it coming? Um. <laughs> oh, Lord, it's coming.
1: So, guys, <laughs> uh, as I was telling Casper today, I was like, I beat Starbucks, and I had my pumpkin spice out before they did. Uh. The Pumpkin Spice bath Bombs are here, guys. She's kind of right. They're early. They're here. People are already buying them. Like, shit's going fucking crazy. Um, Yeah, I am so excited to bring them back. I love them. I know you guys love them. They were a huge, huge hit last year. Um, New formula. Using something a little new this year. So, uh, the Pumpkin Spice scent has been pumped up to a billion. And I told Casper, "It literally, you you will smell
0: like you're bathing in a PSL." I'm not even gonna fucking lie. Y'all like, listen. She let me smell it, and I straight up inhaled for about thirty seconds, and she had to take it away from me. I was like, "I'm gonna suck this dust up my nose, must snort
1: a line of pumpkin spice." Um, don't tempt me. Did I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, it, I would probably get sick. From like, I I would probably, probably have the, would the worst. No, do that at all <laughs> uh but yeah guys they're on the etsy shop um the only thing that is gone for right now that i've posted uh pretty regularly is that uh the lemonade bath bombs for the summer are gone the lavender bath scrub for the summer is gone
0: i do have um, a question for you are you gonna bring back
1: the apple ones for fall possibly yes okay it was just a question i was just possibly yes because that. that was another popular one too um, but for now, pumpkin spice is here. Buy it on the Etsy shop. Uh, the link is in the bio on the Instagram page. Otherwise, just go to Etsy.com and search Calm Your Body Down. See your BD is the Instagram page. CalmYourBodyDown.com is the website. Um, possibly sometime later this year, I might be revamping the website a little bit. I'm still kind of throwing that up in the air. We'll see. I what throw happens. my website in the air sometimes. <laughs> We'll see what happens. Um, I've kind of neglected it. I haven't really meant to. There's just been some other things going on. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh, I feel like
0: this entire year we had so many plans and everything just got pushed. Like we finally got on iTunes and that was just, that was the best. That was just the best. Everything's just going to take a big giant fucking cold because of
1: COVID. (sighs) But um, Oh, also, just wanting to let everybody know with a little disclaimer with COVID, and I've tried to post this as much as I possibly can, um, that as a home-based business, I am following all the CDC guidelines, uh, everything in the area where the bath bombs are produced is sterile. Uh, I am wearing a face mask. I am wearing a covering. I'm wearing gloves. So everything is sterile. All materials are sterilized. Everything bleached Lysol. So um, everything is done as much as possible and as much of a sanitized environment as I can provide. So I just want to make sure I let everybody that know that for safety reasons. And again, those are legal guidelines that I have to follow for a home-based business with the CDC anyway. I was gonna say she, you did that before.
0: So yeah, before it always happened. You've You've always,
1: I've always made sure everything was clean and um, all that stuff. But just want to make sure everybody knows that guidelines are being followed because I have to legally anyway. So um, again, Etsy guys, buy it up. Thank you, appreciate it. Thanks, Mindy. I knew you were gonna buy them before anybody else did. So.
0: Mindy, let me her know PSL. what you think, dear. She actually just commented because I don't on my, know if you'll have them by the time this podcast comes out. But. She commented on my post that I posted about the pumpkin cold brew, and she's like, "I haven't had any pumpkin spice yet. I'm so behind."
1: <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, we we jumped the gun as soon as it's there. So
0: I was like, "Oh, oh," like y'all. I went to Dunkin' Monday and Tuesday. Sorry. I went no Monday, whenever the fuck that was.
1: One of the and days, there all was the a same.
0: sign, and they were like, "They got pumpkin." And then I said, "Y'all got pumpkin already?" And the guy said, "It's too early, but we do." And that I was says, last week, sir. I will take a pumpkin spice latte, and he goes, "Oh, you're one of those." Yes, I am. I said, "If fall could fuck." No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> we we he, we didn't get it all that. I didn't
0: the no, no. Guys. No, 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 no. We didn't. We didn't do all that. We didn't do all that. Nope. Anyway, so. Now, this is brand new, guys. Now I'm going to be like, we are on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars, four stars, three stars, one star if you want. I feel like if we have haters, we've made it. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. Um, but do that. If you guys seriously do have an iTunes account, it would, it'll would it help get us our name out there more. We'll get more listeners. Uh we have new things coming soon. We're really excited. Um guys, we're going to sure... have new
1: interviews. We're going to have new stuff. We're going to do yeah. a lot more listener episodes. We're, yeah. we're we're banging it out, guys. We're uh you know, even if you don't like iTunes, just fucking A, just get an iTunes account and just subscribe to us just to help us out. Like seriously. I mean, I did. <laughs> it's 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 just a help. It really really is. And we appreciate everybody new listen to our back catalog, get a feel for us. Uh yeah, it's just, it's exciting to say like, instead of 16 different names, we can just say, yeah, we're on everything except Stitcher. So just fucking yeah, listen, much. listen, no, <laughs> uh, listen, we're actually not on Amazon either. I'm working on that. I don't have issues. Yeah. We're not on Amazon either. Uh, whatever. We're on so, the, we're on, we're on the good ones. We're on the ones you need.
0: Yes. If you guys want to like say hey or anything, just send out an email dfwto8493 at gmail.com. And of course you know our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter And Don't Fuck With The Original. Make sure to spell it out with the apostrophe or you will not find us. And like I said, I'm posting the video from Facebook next week. If you do not have a Facebook, do not worry. Do not fear. It will play. Trust me. It will be on Twitter. Also, if you do not follow uh, on Instagram, Or if you do follow on Instagram but not on Twitter, I will post the link to the video or the link to the episode on Instagram. But you have to be following on Twitter or Facebook to get the link to the video because Instagram is weird. So we we will just make sure, like I'll post a little preview on Instagram of the video, but Twitter or Facebook is going to be your best bet for that. And you want to see it. Also, I apologize for my terrible camera angle because double chin. (laughs) all right guys we'll see you next week go watch host if you haven't watch it go watch it i've watched it three times you have no excuses happy spookies